turbulent times call for clear-headed insight. That's hard to come by these days, especially on TV. That's where we come in. Salem News Channel has the greatest collection of conservative minds all in one place. People you know and trust, like Dennis Prager, Eric Metaxas, Charlie Kirk, and more. Unfiltered, unapologetic truth. Find what you're searching for at snc.tv and on Local Now Channel 525. Um. If we look to the answer as to why for so many years we achieved so much, prospered as no other people on earth, it was because here in this land we unleashed the energy and individual genius of man to a greater extent than has ever been done before. Those who say that we're in a time when there are no heroes, they just don't know where to look. The sloping hills of Arlington National Cemetery, with its row upon row of simple white markers, bearing crosses or stars of David, they add up to only a tiny fraction of the price that has been paid for our freedom. As for the enemies of freedom, those who are potential adversaries, they will be reminded that peace is the highest aspiration of the American people. We will negotiate for it, sacrifice for it. We will not surrender for it now or ever. We are Americans. France Authority on AM 1420. The answer. Yes, indeed it is. Hour number two underway now at nine minutes past ten o'clock. All right, here on AM 1420. The answer. Hope you're having an outstanding day. Great conversation with uh, John Cardillo about what's going on in Florida. I want to turn to an issue right here in uh, Greater Cleveland uh, for this segment and maybe for beyond. By the way, this guest, this hour is guest free. Guest free. So great opportunities for you to be heard at 216-901-0945, Uh, wide open phone lines for you this hour. You can also tweet to me as always at France Radio or Radio Done Right. France Radio is F-R-A-N-T-Z Radio. All one word, no spaces, no underscores. You can also hit me up on Facebook at the same place. Uh, so we are a lot of opportunities for you to talk today, but I want to talk about this Kent State story if you did not hear this yet. So, Caitlin Bennett, I've talked about her before. I've been trying to get her on the program, have not had success doing that yet. She is, um, she is the Kent State University alum who has, um, essentially, um, kind of, kind of started some trouble at Kent State. And I don't say that in a bad way. Okay. It might sound that way, but it's, it's, it's a positive way. She is a strong Second Amendment advocate. She believes in gun rights, and she believes in campus carry. She believes that it's right, and I do too, for students to be able to protect themselves, especially on what we have sadly come to find out are increasingly violent, extremist college campuses. There's a lot of threats on those campuses, and a lot of you know college campuses. I know this very seriously because uh, I've got a daughter who's on her way into college. And so whenever we take tours and visits and so on and so forth, we constantly ask questions about security and what is done there to protect students. So at any rate, 
She also wants to avail herself of Second Amendment rights for all students uh, as it pertains to college campuses. So she took photos of herself uh, in some, uh, um, I don't know, controversial. How about, that's not probably the right word. I don't want to say appealing. But, you know, they were they were photos that were, uh, let's just say, attention-grabbing. How about that? Of her packing guns or carrying guns openly, carrying her uh, cap, you know, her graduation cap. And she had a message on it about Second Amendment. So she achieved a lot of notoriety for that reason, and she became a kind of a viral uh, Internet star on Twitter. And she is, in the last uh, several months since she graduated in May, she has used that to expand the, you know, the mission of getting gun rights on college campuses. So she had an event, an open, ra- open carry rally that she was holding, this organization that she helped found called Liberty Hangout, okay? They had an open carry rally on the Kent State campus um, just uh, a couple of months ago. I believe it was in September. And they held this rally, and as you can imagine, they, the Second Amendment rights-supporting, conservative-minded young people and old, who got together to rally, which was basically just to walk the campus carrying their weapons, uh, they were peaceful. As you can imagine, most people who want to defend themselves and want to use, uh, you know, carry a weapon or, or, or to own weapons to protect themselves are indeed the least dangerous people that you can meet. But naturally, their presence on the Kent State University campus, one of the most liberal in the country, uh, drew protesters and drew, you know, Antifa members and all kinds of anti-Second Amendment uh, gun control individuals who attacked them. Let me say that again. They attacked the gun rights supporters, including Caitlin Bennett. So because they attacked them, there were several arrests and confrontations between the participants and protesters. Mind you, participants didn't step out of line as they walked around the campus and attacked protesters. Protesters came at them. Nonetheless, the university wanted to blame the gun rights group. They wanted to say, you are going to be responsible for paying for the security that we had to provide for you there. Uh, that did not materialize. They did not have to pay. Liberty Hangout did not. But when they announced their next event, which is coming up on Monday, this coming Monday, and this is not a march, they're not actually going to be armed. They're not carrying their weapons. This is just a gun rights symposium. Just a talk. It's going to be hosted by Liberty Hangout at the Kiva Auditorium on the campus in the University Student Center this coming Monday, and it's called Let's Talk Gun Rights. Well, there was a major panic on the uh, on the campus at Kent State. You know, your presence here is going to lead more people to attack you, and because they are going to attack you, you have to pay for security for yourselves. This is how the likes of Kent State University thinks. This is what they think. This is what they do. And it's not just Kent State University. Kent State is one of the most liberal. You know, it's right up there with the likes of Oberlin College and uh, Cal Berkeley and so on and so forth. But um, but this is what they do. They said, you law-abiding citizens slash students slash alumni, you are going to come on campus and have a talk about guns. There are people who hate you. They're going to come and possibly try to attack you or to vandalize your property. So if you want to come here 
and avail yourself of your First Amendment rights to free speech while supporting your Second Amendment rights to bearing arms, you have to pay for the security because the idiot crowd that is going to attack you, well, you know, uh, you know, this is, this is for your own good, so you have to pay for it. This is essentially what happened. So Liberty Hangout and Caitlin Bennett sued Kent State University. And just yesterday, a federal judge agreed that Kent State cannot charge them an estimated $1,800 security fee just to protect them for what, for, uh, what liberal snowflakes, anti-gun snowflakes, might do. Judge John Adams said at the hearing that he was gravely concerned that charging the fees would impinge upon the First Amendment rights of the students and Caitlin Bennett, known as the Kent State Gun Girl. The event called Let's Talk Gun Rights, as I mentioned, uh, is going to be held this Monday. The judge said there should have been more communication. We cannot allow protesters to shift the financial burden to the speaker and her organization. Now, I'm going to be the first to admit, I don't know much about Judge uh, Adams, Judge John Adams, but God bless him for his clarity and his wisdom and his application of the law. If he had not ruled in favor of them, then you, you literally would have just given the green light to every thug group, every Antifa organization, or Black Lives Matter group, or whatever it is, you know, these groups that like to uh, run in large numbers and uh, uh, provoke, if not outright commit, attacks on people that with whom they disagree. You would have given them a green light. And because they may have been, they may be attacked, all of these groups would have to then pay for security, money that they don't have, and thus they would have done what? They would have been silenced. Conservative groups and organizations like Caitlin Bennett's Liberty Hangout would not be able to hold these events because then they got to come up with security money just to protect themselves, which is something that the university should be doing all along. The university claims it has a policy requiring security fees for student-sponsored events held on campus, but Adams found that the policy as written could inadvertently infringe on Bennett and students' First Amendment rights by allowing her controversial history on the campus. And I don't know what's controversial about simply... Following the rules to affect whether she's able to share her viewpoints. She followed the rules, by the way. That first gun walk or gun march or those pictures also that she took of her uh, with her graduation cap uh, while with having a, a, a rifle strapped over her shoulder, and I think she was carrying a sidearm as well. Those pictures were not illegal and that her presence there was not illegal. The point she was making was that students are not allowed by Kent State University rules to carry on campus. Since she is no longer a student, since she is an alum, she wanted to prove that she could carry on campus. And, of course, she was right. And so she did nothing wrong. But then, of course, they had the march and and, and the attacks happened and more. Uh, if the Kent State student chapter of Liberty Hangout had to pay the fees, they wouldn't have been able to hold the event. An attorney for Liberty Hangout said in the hearing, uh, Bennett, uh, like I said, gained social media fame after posting the graduation photo on Kent State's campus with an AR-10 slung across her back, held an open carry walk-in that drew hundreds of protesters leading to the stand. I love how they do this, by the way, Cleveland.com, leading to standoffs with police and for arrests. How about attacks on police who were protecting the walkers? Uh, the uh, Second Amendment uh, organization. They won't say it that way. They say there were confrontations. Confrontations initiated by whom? Those expressing their free speech and expression rights or those who came to protest them and confront them. That's what this is all about. Kent State's lawyers said their numbers were based on data filed by uh, Chapter President Michael Heil, 
Uh, and he said he met with someone on staff at the event, but the group was not involved in coming up with security protocol and costs. Sometimes some of the Kent State's policies have too many gray areas, Hal said. This is not for our club. It's for any club on campus. Pleased with the judge's decision, they expect about 100 people will attend the event on, uh, on November 19th. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to ask you to increase that number to 200 or 300 or whatever we can do. I am very seriously considering going to that event on November 19th. As long as it fits in the schedule, I think it is an evening event. If it's daytime, I can't. Most of us, of course, have to work. But when I find out what time the event is happening at the Student Center at Kent, short drive for most of us, uh, I'm, I'm going to ask you to join me there and show up and support this cause, the Second Amendment cause, and more importantly, to support the First Amendment cause of having this event without having onerous costs placed placed upon uh, the um, uh, the organization because the Antifa and the anti-Second Amendment violent crowd, which is the hilarious part about this, all these people carrying guns, and guess who commits the violence? It's the gun rights opponents. <laughs> Uh, but uh, I want to be there with them, and I'm going to do my very best to be there on Monday. And I will tell you when I find out what time it is, and we'll try to get uh, more people to show up and support this very important event. This is, you know, this is ties directly into what I talked yesterday uh, with um, Michael Goldstein about at about uh, 10:35 yesterday. If you missed that conversation, Michael Goldstein uh, is an attorney who was giving testimony yesterday in uh, the Ohio State House about a bill to require college campuses, require them by law. Colleges must support all free speech events and not be allowed to subject some of them to onerous conditions that would prevent them from coming simply because of the unpopularity of their views. And specifically, they're talking about conservative speakers like Ben Shapiro. Or Shapiro, rather. I like to say Shapiro because of Mark Shapiro, the Indians, uh, uh, formerly with the Indians. Uh, wait a minute, Mark Shapiro, and I have to try to remember. Did he leave? I can't remember. I think Shapiro's gone. At any rate, uh, yeah, he is. Uh, but anyway, it's a Ben Shapiro who is a conservative speaker and a firebrand who draws all kinds of uh, threats and, and vandalism and violence everywhere he goes and speaks simply because he is smarter than virtually everyone he ever talks to. He just is, uh, he's just brilliant. Well, he was in uh, Columbus also yesterday with Michael Goldstein testifying on behalf, giving testimony on behalf of this law to try to generate more co-sponsors and to get this passed in the state of Ohio. And then he went, did Shapiro last night, to speak at Ohio State University while in Columbus to say that that went as expected, it would be accurate. Protesters, Ohio State students down there screaming, blank Ben Shapiro, blank Ben Shapiro. And the blank was a word that started with the letter F. And the word wasn't forget. And the word wasn't find. He wasn't lost. It was a different F word. And that's how he was treated and greeted at Ohio State. And that is exactly why that law is so very important. And it's why I am going to try to go to Kent State on Monday. And I would invite you to join me. Maybe we'll have a meeting point and all kind of carpool down there to support this gun rights organization on Monday. All right, let me get out here. We're going to check of our traffic. I want to come back and I want to get you involved. 216-901-0945, It's the Bob France Authority. Eight. 
1027 now, the Bob Brands Authority on AM 1420, The Answer. I want to, uh, I want to share this with you. It's, um, this is one of those things you have to, uh, you know, I, sometimes we can do video on the radio just by giving you the context and giving you an explanation of the pictures uh, and the images that are going on when I do this. And, and sometimes it doesn't work. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to roll the dice here and, and gamble at this. Um, you need to see this video truly, though, to really appreciate it. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to roll the dice. There is a video... It's essentially a 30-second commercial for Planned Parenthood that it's making its, it's making its way across the Internet right now. Uh, I tweeted it yesterday, and I posted it on my Facebook page, which is France Radio, so you can see it for yourself. There are no spoken words. It's just baby music and video of the most adorable little baby that you've ever seen, little infant that you've ever seen. And then there are there is intermittent wording on the screen describing what the baby deserves. And it's very heartwarming quite frankly at the beginning until you get the end, get to the end. And that's when your blood runs cold. I'm going to play this video for you again knowing that it's only for you going to be music, just the little baby music. You know, cradle music. And I will read what the words on the screen are. And that's the best way I can give you your mind's eye view of, of this video on the radio. So please listen. And in your mind's eye, picture a beautiful, adorable, laughing baby that you will hear. And then listen to the words on the screen as I read them to you. She deserves to be loved. She deserves to be wanted. She deserves to be a choice. That's what Planned Parenthood stands for. That is their new message. That is their new ad campaign. The beautiful baby that they show the picture of. She's wearing the most gorgeous little skull cap. You know, a little infant. The baby in that image deserves to be loved and deserves to be wanted and deserves to be a choice. Did your blood run cold? as mine did when I saw that yesterday. It's online for you to share for the horror of others as well. It's on my Facebook page and my Twitter page, and if you'd like to react to that, we've got more opportunity coming up on AM 1420, The Answer. Progressive Democrats, please be aware you have now entered the place where political correctness goes to die. This is the Bob France Authority on AM 1420. The answer. 1035, 25 minutes of outstanding awesome left for you on this edition of The Authority. Make sure you uh, catch what you missed by way of our podcast, which is at whkradio.com. I mean, truly, what, what are they trying to say? 
in that video that I just played the audio from and read you the on-screen words? What are they trying to say? This baby deserves to be loved, it said. This baby deserves to be wanted, it said. This baby deserves to be a choice. What does that mean? What does that mean? Matt Walsh over at the Daily Wire is the one who alerted me to this. And he wrote a piece laying out, I think, what many of us, many of us felt. Entitled The Chosen, the 40-second video opens with the image of the beautiful, smiling baby girl. Lullaby music plays in the background with the words, she deserves to be loved, appear on screen. On that point, most viewers, viewers will concur. Next, we are told that she deserves to be wanted. The viewer concurs again. Then comes the kicker, she deserves to be a choice. We are urged then after that to stand with planned parenthood as the picture fades. Leaving aside the most disturbing aspect of this video, that someone apparently allowed their child to be used for it. That's right. Someone volunteered their child to be used in this video, which advocates for choosing the murder of children. Setting that aside, writes Matt Walsh, what makes the message so barbaric is first that the baby's violent murder is presented as something the baby herself deserves. Think about that. How could a baby deserve to be executed? She deserves to be a choice. This this thing on the screen in front of you that we are presenting in such a wonderful light with a beautiful smile, baby laughter, lullaby music, deserves to be murdered if the mother wants to. Think about that. To deserve something is to be worthy of it, whether the thing deserved is reward or punishment. So is this child worthy of punishment? What has the child done to earn such a penalty? Or do they mean deserve in the sense of reward? Well, what sort of a reward is that? Would the makers of this video appreciate being rewarded in a similar way? If not, how can they or anyone else speak for the child on this matter? I can only assume that some text is missing. Perhaps it's supposed to say she deserves deserves to be loved, she deserves to be wanted, but if she isn't, then she deserves to die. But that assumes that everyone who isn't loved or wanted by their biological parents would prefer to forfeit their lives entirely, which of course ignores the testimony of many millions of people who weren't loved or wanted by their birth parents and yet have gone on to lead perfectly happy and fulfilling existences. And I'll pause reading Matt Walsh's article to put my hand in the air. Because I'm one of them. I wasn't wanted by my biological mother, but rather than abort me, she gave birth to me and placed me up for adoption. It was the most wonderful gift I've ever been given in my life. The opportunity to live. Each individual deserves to make a choice between trying to live through difficult circumstances and giving up. The vast majority, if given the option, will choose the former. But the second thing that makes this uh, ad so disturbing is that it is honest. It shows us not a clump of cells, but a baby. The ad calls, and thus Planned Parenthood calls, the baby she. 
Remember the wording, what I said? She deserves to be loved. She deserves to be wanted. Not it or the thing or the clump of cells. They show an actual baby smiling and laughing and call her by her gender pronoun, that it's a little girl. Not just something that can be a side effect, collateral damage, in what has been termed by Planned Parenthood as just a health decision between a a woman and her doctor. It's just health care. How can you stand in the way of a woman having her health care with her doctor? The fact that there is a side effect, that there is collateral damage of that health care appointment, is of no consequence. That's their normal mantra, but now they are not just referring to it as some medical condition that can be treated by a doctor, but a life, a baby, a female baby. It presents human life, wondrous, miraculous, and says, yes, it is good to kill this person if that's what you choose. Oh, he might not be able to do it now while she's posing for this photograph or for this video, but uh, a couple of weeks ago when she was still in utero, yes, then you can go ahead and murder her because she deserves to be a choice. This is what every pro-abortion ad says and what every pro-abortion person believes, even if they will not be so forthright about it. We should give the Agenda Project, which is the group responsible for this ad in support of Planned Parenthood, credit for being open and honest about what they believe and they support. They believe in the choice to murder babies, like this little girl that they admit deserves to be loved and wanted, but that they also suggest deserves to be a choice of the woman giving birth to her. We support them for being open and honest about what they believe and support. Then we should condemn them for believing and supporting something so deranged and cruel. And we should shudder in horror when we realize that many millions of of Americans agree with them. I'm going to say this very directly, and I know it's going to rub some people the wrong way. Uh, And quite frankly, I don't care. Um, If you are a person of faith, if you are a Catholic, if you are somebody that believes in God, and you voted Democrat in this last election, quite frankly, in any election, Um, you have some serious atonement to do. You have some serious confessions that you have to seek and beg forgiveness for because you voted for the people who believe every single second of this video. You voted for liberal Democrats who believe not only that that little baby deserves to be killed if the mother says so. Remember, she deserves to be a choice but you voted for people who think you should pay for it. You should pay for the cruel murder of those babies. Because every single Democrat that you voted for is has already or is going to vote for the continued funding of Planned Parenthood murder clinics all over this country. And if you can do that and support that and pay for that, and still somehow show up at church on Sunday, then I don't understand you. And I don't know that God does either. Of course, that's not for me to figure out. 
Brian just called and said, I do not want to see the video. I'm already just just destroyed over it. Uh, I get it. I understand. But I, I just, look, I've watched it a few times now. I watched it in horror last night when I first saw it. You have to see her eyes. You have to see her eyes. You have to see that baby's eyes as she smiles and laughs. Because you will not truly understand the horrific nature of what is being said about that baby and the kind of murder she would endure in utero according to Planned Parenthood and those who support it, especially into the third trimester, what would have been done to this baby? And it's okay to do it because it's a choice. You have to see her eyes to truly understand it. You do. I'm staring into them right now, and I am just mortified. Erica is uh, in Illyria on AM 1420, The Answer. Erica, good morning. Go right ahead. Good morning, Bob. Long time no talk. I'm always listening, but I'm constantly working right now and putting up Christmas lights. Anyways, I think they should play that commercial or even just a lullaby every time they're performing an abortion, because I bet you a lot of mothers would change their minds. That is a very, very good point, and that's a very good idea. They would, of course, never do that because their goal isn't to get the mother to change their mind. The goal is for the mother to be perfectly comfortable with the decision because as soon as she's done, she owes or is going to be paid for by uh, by taxpayer dollars. She's going to owe several hundred dollars for the service. And guess what? You know what? You can't <laughs> you can't run an abortion clinic on charity as people walk away because of the lullaby music playing. We need people to feel comfortable as they kill their babies. So, you know, they're not going to they're not going to um they're not going to cut off their own nose despite their own faces even if is even if they are cutting parts of the baby off. Uh one more thing, Bob. I wanted to mention nobody's talking about this, but I do believe that there is a Trump baby boom because I noticed so many women getting pregnant, having babies. I recently had a baby 10 months ago. She's adorable. I love her. But, yeah, nobody talks about how many children are being born since Trump has been into office. I really wish someone would find some numbers on that. I was not aware of that. I had not even heard of that as a thing, a Trump baby boom. Where did you, or is this just your own observation? Yes, my own. Everybody tells me, oh, it's just because you had a baby, so you notice more, but... (laughs) I do. I know. And that that may be. That may be. If you buy a certain kind of car, you know, I remember when I bought my first Jeep Wrangler, I noticed every Jeep Wrangler on the road after that. You know, it's just the way it happens. You know, sometimes if, uh, uh, you know, if you become a new mother, a new father, you know, you you start to notice things more often. But be that as it may, you might be right. I just haven't heard of anything about that. Erica, thank you. Everybody looks up some numbers. Yes. Thank you, Bob. Bye. Thank you for the call. I appreciate it. I mean, yeah. I mean, it would be a lot harder, wouldn't it? It would be a lot harder to look into the. uh, to look into the eyes of, of of a baby like that and l- to listen to that music as you are having the quote unquote healthcare procedure done to you, um, uh, you know, in these in these quote unquote clinics. I don't know how they call them clinic. Clinics are supposed to be truly for healthcare, for for the ill, to to provide healing to the sick. That's what clinics are for, not to provide uh, death to uh, one of the two patients who are in the care of the doctors or the nurses in those facilities. But uh, I don't want to go too far off the rails on that. But I just wanted you to hear that, and if you've got thoughts on it, uh, you can dial 216-901-0945 or 888 uh, Joanne is in, too. She wants to talk about this video. Uh, Joanne, did you see it or just hear it when I played the audio of it? I only heard it on uh, the audio. You need but to see it. But it reminded me of what my granddaughter witnessed. What do you mean? The story she told. What, what did she witness? Well... 
he was in in, in pre you know pre matches in medical school, and you have to go. Part of it is to go to uh, um, various departments, and and you're into where they give, deliver babies or have surgeries or whatever. Right. And this particular, and this is more than once that it happened that the child, the child is the woman's in labor, but she had wanted an abortion from the from a month beforehand, and the doctor told her it's too dangerous to do it. Now you're eight and a half or eight or eight and a half months pregnant. Wait until you're ready to give birth, and then we'll do a partial birth abortion. And the woman said, "Oh, okay." Well, the child was born completely. And then, and then, because she said, "No, I want the abortion. I want the baby child." The, the doctor had to kill it, and she, 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 she just shook. Jen just shook. She said to me, three words, Grandma, it was murder." And she was really taken aback. Well, then she saw it several times after. And the thing is, my husband's an attorney, and he brought up the ruling from the Supreme Court that said. They were in favor of a woman has a right to her own body. Well, once the child's born, it's no longer her body; it's a separate body. How come she's well? It's a separate. Right? It's a separate body even before that. Um, you know, any because you know what I've often said, and this is why I think Ohio has um, tried to pass a fetal heartbeat bill, because what I've always said is there's no hu- no human being alive that has two hearts. If there is one heart and you detect a second heartbeat, there is now a second life inside that. Now, this, that, that's aside from the belief that life begins at conception, but, but specifically when the, when the child inside is formed enough to actually have its own heart and a detectable heartbeat, that is now not your body. That is their body. And you are, you are providing nourishment to that body. And that is exactly what you should do. Um, so, so it's, it's a second body before a partial birth abortion, which is just obviously the most. Exactly. But I was only basing it on what the Supreme court said. Right. I I understand. And their ruling said the woman has a right to say whatever in her own body, whatever's in her body. Until that, until that baby is fully delivered. And, and I'm sure that's what your, your granddaughter meant because the way way partial birth delivered. Well, well, the point Except, except, except for the except, except for the head is what I'm trying to say because what what they do is with partial birth, they deliver the baby by the feet first so that they can literally deliver all of the baby with the exception of the skull which is still inside and that's when they use this tool and I don't want to be too graphic to describe what they do but how can I not after what we're talking about but they puncture a hole in the ba- at the base of the baby's skull while it is still mm-hmm. inside. Uh, it's still inside the mother, and that's where the term partial birth abortion comes from. It is now legally aborted fetus if you kill it with the head still inside. Um, but if the head comes out before you do it, then technically, according to the law, it would just be straight up murder. Um, it, but that's how Except that's how demented the, that's how demented that. these people are. That's how demented she these saw people that are. doing when it did come head first, they killed it. Well, I, I, you know, per, I, I, I can't speak for her, but I'm just telling you what the law says. Oh. If the baby, if the baby oh. comes all the way out, if the baby comes all the way out, and then they and kill it after the fact, that is a murder. They have an absolute responsibility if a baby is still, because this happens, by the way, as you probably know, uh, Joanne. There are sad and disturbing stories of failed abortions where they reach in and they try to kill the baby, and then you know, as they pull it out, it's alive. And then mm-hmm. the baby is alive and, you know, and there have been prosecutions. You know, if they don't do everything they can to, 
to uh, revive and provide life support to that baby, they can be, you know, they can be charged with murder. Those are, those are failed abortions. But partial birth abortions are intentionally delivering them to the point of where everything is out except for the head, and then they reach up at the base of the neck where it meets the back of the skull. They puncture a hole there. They remove the brains with a tool, and that's how they say it's still an abortive procedure. But if the, if the head comes out before they do that and now they kill it, they have a legal obligation to try to provide life support to that child. If they don't, then they should be charged with murder. Like I said, I wasn't in right. where your, what your granddaughter saw, but that's the I law. And brings that to the, to the attention of of uh, some attorney or something. The point is, a lot of them are too scared. They just stand around and watch. Yeah. Well, I can only... And I, they don't do anything. Well, I'd like to say I can and only imagine, but I don't even think I can even imagine it. I, and I don't think any of us wants to. But um, can, you, but, can you understand how upset she was when she first saw it? I mean... Oh, oh my God. I mean, like I said, I, I, you know, I want to, but I can't understand it. It's too horrific. It's too graphic. I can't even imagine what she went through. I can't imagine myself wanting to go through that. And it's, it's just, um, you know, it's, it's very, very hard to comprehend. But, uh, Joanna, thank you for your call and for sharing the story about it. It's, I, I didn't mean to be this heavy this morning, truthfully, um, because we had a lot of other things. We're talking about recounts in Florida and we're talking about guns at Kent State. But in truth, I saw this story last night and I watched that video and I knew I had to share it with others. I shared it with my own daughter. <clears throat> My daughter is the co-founder of the St. Gianna Society at her school, which is a pro-life organization, a pro-life club that uh, spreads the message of life beginning beginning at conception. And it is, uh, these babies are not choices. These babies deserve to live. And um, I showed this to her, and she was mortified. And she is going to take it to the next meeting of the St. Gianna Society to show them, because we have to show this to as many people as possible to really get them to understand what they're doing. Right back after this on AM 1420, The Answer. This little 40-second uh, video has apparently touched a lot of people and made a lot of people angry, and that's a good thing. Uh, Navy man Norm in Strongsville. Hi, Norm. Go ahead, sir. I'm glad you're talking about the sacrament of the Democratic Party, abortion, Bob because that's exactly what it is. And regarding your statement about uh, Catholics, uh, you cannot be a Catholic and be pro-choice, period. End of story. There is no argument there. So I get into it with these social justice warriors at our parish. You know, they're all about this uh, gender identity and about uh, the immigrants. And I get I get to the point, I go, what about life? What about pro-life? Well, you know, this, no. I don't even talk to these people anymore, Bob. I want nothing to do with them. I mean, maybe it's hard. Maybe I'll have to address that with my maker when I stand before him, but so be it. Because if you saw that video, and I know you did, I saw it, I I mean, I had tears in my eyes. And I'm not ashamed to admit it. I literally had tears. How could something so beautiful and somebody put something so demonic together is just beyond the pale? Just I, I, I still I still second what uh, somebody else pointed out, and that is uh, the parent. Oh, Matt Walsh pointed out. Can, what parent volunteered their newborn child to be used in this video? We're going to put a little cap on her. We're going to take a, a beautiful video of her big blue eyes, listen to her laugh, and then at the end we're going to say, by the way, she should be a choice. If somebody wants to kill her, they can. What parent yeah. volunteered their child for that promotion? I don't understand, Norm. Well, 
like you said, Bob, I, I can't understand how anybody, a Catholic in good conscience, could ever vote for a Democrat. I don't care, you know, if they say they're pro, you know, oftentimes, well, personally, I'm pro-life. Uh, no, you're either pro-life or you're not. And that's, that's what it boils down to. Well, and, and, I, and I can accept the personally part, too, as long as you then vote personally. If you vote on what you're saying, if you cast votes to defund Planned Parenthood, if you vote against abortion rights, if you, are, are, if you campaign on that platform, I might consider voting for you. But, but if you, you can't just say, well, personally, I would never have an abortion, but it's everybody else's right to do so, then no, forget it. Then you, you, you lose any credibility. I saw a great bumper sticker in the church parking lot this morning, Bob. It says, if it's not a child, then you're not pregnant. Well done. Well done. Well said. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Mary, Mary Grace in Brooklyn, I've only got 30 seconds. Go ahead. God bless you. I will fight this in Jesus' name and to the Supreme Court to be illegal. I saw Gosnell last night at Solon and Baby Boy, or Beautiful Boy, and I'm telling you, I was sobbing. I have not yet seen the yeah I have not you yet must. seen the Gosnell movie but I but I certainly think everyone should absolutely because uh, from what I've been told it will it will open your eyes like never before. Stay where you are Mike Gallagher's next. We'll see you tomorrow. Enjoy the silence.